With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. You're listening to the Red Sea Podcast. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Part of the Over the Monster Network. Swinging a high deep drive in the right field. That one's called to the right. Hunter on the move. Racing back. It's over his head. It's gone. It's into the bullpen. This game is tied. This game is tied. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. Presented by SB Nation. It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. The Red Sox are world champions. Hosted by Jake Devereaux. Here comes a 1-2 pitch. And featuring Keaton DeRocher. High He crushed it! It's a grand slam! Wow! I'm telling you, it's time to party! Got it! 300 strikeouts in 2017 for Chris Sale. An absolute strikeout machine. 13 tonight against the Baltimore Orioles. They're all loaded. High fly ball, deep in the left center field. Way back it carries. That ball is gone! The Red Sox walk it off in style. That's how it's done. The X-Man strikes. Fly ball to deep left center field. Devers has hit it out! The rookie takes Chapman the other way to tie the game. Hello and welcome to an emergency episode of Over the Monster, Red Sea Podcast, with myself, Keaton DeRocher, and uh, hearing my name first instead of Jake means that he's busy trying to get his wife 
uh, off a, a train that's stuck. So hopefully that works out well. Uh, and joining me is Matt, who you all know as the man behind OTM. And we have, uh, we've, we've got some stuff to talk about here. Uh, today, The Athletic, Ken Rosenthal, Ken Rosenthal, oh my god. <laughs> Ken Rosenthal and Evan Drellick came out with a piece on MLB's sign-stealing controversy broadening here over to the Red Sox, as I'm sure we're all aware. Uh, the two of them also released a piece earlier uh, a couple months ago uh, detailing the Astros' trash can banging and their sign-stealing and MLB's pending investigation into the Astros and, I guess, the league as a whole. It has now expanded to the Red Sox, which brings us to today. Turns out, in 2018, when our good old hometown team won World Series, they were stealing some signs. So I guess uh, we'll just start with initial reactions. And Matt, uh, what was your initial reaction to hearing this news? I mean, it sucks a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we should probably make clear they were they were stealing signs with video, um, just because. Um, one of the things I've heard a lot today is that everybody steals signs, but I mean, the big deal here with the Astros was the use of technology. But um, yeah, I mean, I was definitely upset. Um, this off season has just been miserable, and this is just not <laughs> this just does not help matters at all. Um, at the same time, I think it's hard to be surprised. Right. Um, I mean, it seems Alex Cora was always kind of in the middle of the Astros stuff. And as much as we would probably like to believe that he wasn't going to bring anything over. I mean, if you really think about it, it just, it never really seems possible that he wasn't going to bring anything like that over. So um, I had always assumed that Alex Cora was going to get caught up in the um, Astro stuff, I guess the best case scenario would be that it was just limited to his time in 2017 with Houston, but it always kind of felt like the Red Sox were going to get swept in eventually, and it just, today was the day that it happened. Yeah, and particularly, I I can't remember if it was their piece before or if it was a, a commentary piece attached to it, but it did note that uh, Cora was one of the ones that was key in coming up with the Astros system for science dealing. Yeah, I think that was part of the original report. I mean, yeah. So it really isn't a surprise that it's kind of come over here. We just all kind of hoped that it wouldn't, and it kind of stayed away. Uh, but here we are. And that was kind of my initial reaction, too, was just kind of how, how bad and stupid and blatant was it. But <clears throat> I'm not sure that even matters a whole lot because they had already been – fined and punished for stealing signs before uh and in a very sternly worded letter commissioner manfred sent out to all the teams in uh 2017 i think noted that 2017 yeah noted that uh repeat offenders would be more severely punished if they were caught repeat offending to which now the red sox are and First thing that came to my mind was uh, one of the things that came out from the previous one was they lost uh, or they've had issues with uh, rebuilding their farm system and well not really issues I mean they had they were fine they lost a bunch of bonus pool money 
lost draft picks. So it's going to be hard to build your farm when you don't have those. Uh, and now they kind of are distanced from all of those. But I kind of imagine that uh, the punishment here is going to probably include some form of draft picks and or international bonus pool money. And we're going to kind of be right back where we were, where we may have a year or two of really kind of struggling to make an impact in the amateur market. And uh, all of the folks that are frustrated with the state of the farm system now, I don't think that's going to be alleviated. Yeah, I'm really... I have no idea um, what kind of punishments are going to come down. Um, I guess I would say I would be surprised if they lost first-round picks. Um, Maybe I shouldn't be. It just seems like... um, Like, I've been... Like, I'm no way defending the Red Sox or anything, but it seems like the Astros, I think everybody would probably agree the Astros thing is worse. And so it just, it seems like the Astros penalty is going to be worse. And I just, I can't, I think the Astros might lose like a first round pick and the Red Sox, maybe it'll be like a second round pick. I feel like more of the punishment is going to go towards individuals. And I mean, I'm just totally speculating. I have no actual idea, but like, I, I, I feel like Cora is probably going to get suspended for a fairly significant amount of time. Um, oh, that would be one way to do it. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think Cora is probably going to end up. When we look back at this in like five years, I feel like Cora is going to be the face of this. Unfortunately, just because I mean he's at the center of two teams, you know. Um, so I feel like he's probably going to be made an example of. And I mean, Manfred has kind of made clear over the last couple months that his big thing is going to be kind of honesty and like if you if they find out you are withholding like any information during your interviews or something that's where they're going to drop the hammer so i feel like they're going to focus more on trying to make examples out of individuals rather than teams especially with i mean just all of these managers and front office personnel even and everybody in these organizations other than owners kind of move around so much that um like you can cheat one year but if it if it comes out two years later, most of the people aren't even going to be on that team anymore. So you're not really punishing the people that do it. So I feel like the focus is probably going to be more on individuals, but at the same time, I mean, I do expect there to be some sort of draft pick, uh, limiting draft picks, maybe some international pool money, um, probably some pretty hefty fines toward the organization. I just, I don't know that this could be super extreme. I also don't really know, especially when it comes to like, and international money. I don't really know how that works with the players' union because it's ultimately you're taking money out of players' pockets, especially in these hard-capped systems now. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I mean, it didn't stop them from doing that before. And yeah, I mean, they, other teams yeah, as well. they killed the Braves with that pretty hard. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing I'm most interested probably is to see what these punishments are going to look like. And Jeff Passon reported today that... Um, they're expected to hand down the punishment for the Astros stuff within the next couple of weeks. So, oh, um, interesting. Okay, I'll be particularly interested in what they do with Core in that case because he's wrapped up in another one. It's just it's such yeah. A mess. I see. I wouldn't be shocked if the Red Sox punishment was more harsh than the Astros because of the repeat offender thing and how much. Um, I mean, it is repeated a couple times throughout the this piece about how seriously Major League Baseball was taking sign stealing and how the Red Sox had like a sign statement that was like, I promise I won't ever steal signs again. And everyone signed it kind of thing. Like 
Bart Simpson writing on a chalkboard. <laughs> but so I wonder how much that'll hang over them. And yeah, that's if a fair they're point. if it ends up being worse because they are a repeat offender, I guess I won't be surprised. But you bring up a good point about the suspension. I hadn't thought of that. So I was trying to think of ways that you actually could get punished for something like this. And the only things that came to my mind were draft picks, the bonus pool money, and a fine for the organization or individuals. But suspending Cora actually makes a ton of sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I fully expect Cora to be suspended um, with the Astros. I fully expect AJ Hinch to be suspended. Um, I probably expect Jeff Loonhow to be suspended because it seems like he was involved Um with that, I don't really know what a suspension means for GM, other than lost paycheck, yeah. which obviously matters for them, but not so much for the team. But um, that just ends so up being I mean, like a fine, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, same with I'm not really same with Gore, but sort of. I mean, you know, these guys still manage some figure out a way to manage somehow. But um, as far as how long the suspension, I mean, I have I really have no idea. I mean, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if he got like a full month or something. I don't really. I this is just so unprecedented. Really, nothing would surprise me. Yeah. It'd also be interesting, too, with the Astros and the Red Sox and theirs coming out and the general feeling being that most, if not all, other teams were also doing some sort of sign-stealing punishment. If now this is kind of like we're getting to the, the tipping point and people will start kind of, I guess for better, lack of a better term, ratting out their old teams on yeah, we were doing this, we were doing this, and then we kind of see the just the waterfall of how many teams were actually kind of doing things that were confirmed. Because it does mention in Rosenthal and Drellick's piece that there are other teams that they are trying to confirm, but at this time can't. So it would not shock me if in another month there's another follow-up piece to this where we've got another team or two that are busted. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's all about, like you said, it's all about people uh, coming forward to kind of say that it happened but at the same time and i don't think this is what you're doing but i think a lot of people are kind of using that as like the justification um like everyone was doing it and it just i mean it just sounds like a 16 year old who got caught like drinking or whatever like it's yeah i mean this is this definitely reminds me of the steroid era um insofar as like pre-2018 was sort of like pre-mitchell report before they were doing the testing when it wasn't legal but it was sort of legal and then they court they threw the hammer down after that and kind of said like okay we gotta stop this so um i don't know about you but i definitely view like steroid users who were caught after the mitchell report differently than like the bonds and mcguire's and that um and i think it's sort of the same here where like the yankees for example were um find along with the Red Sox at the end of 2017, but as of right now, they haven't really been connected to anything um, after that, and it just, it, I feel like it puts the Red Sox in a different and, frankly, worse light because of that. Yeah, I do agree. And uh, I guess we haven't really detailed what the process was um, comparing the Red Sox to the Astros. Uh, I think we're pretty well aware what the Astros were doing banging on trash camp. The Red Sox uh, process was a bit more complicated. They had uh, players or team officials in the uh, the video review room, which is steps away from the dugout, watching the signs and working out what the sequence was. And then as players would come in to look at video replay 
would be told what the sequence was and then go back out in the dugout and relay that to other players so when they got on base then they could look for whatever the sequence was and tell the batter at the plate by something innocuous like stepping off the bag with right foot first was a fastball or left foot first was an off-speed pitch, a breaking ball. Uh, There's a lot more steps involved with just uh, figuring it out and banging on a trash can. Uh, so I actually wonder really how effective or how much use this actually got throughout a game. Because I would imagine this would only work with a starter, right? It would be pretty hard to kind of do this every inning with relievers, right? Uh, I don't know. It seems like... Um, yeah, I read it wrong. It seems like they sort of had a way to relay it to somebody who was on base, but I don't know. I, I must have read that wrong because I don't know how that would work. Um, someone in the dugout would relay the information to the base runner, leaving the runner with two easy steps, watch the catcher signs, and with body movement, tell the hitters what's coming. I don't. So I don't really understand how that works, how they're relaying that to the base runner, but... <laughs> yeah, that is weird. It seems like they did, unless I... Unless they just wrote that in a way that I'm just not really understanding. Um, but well, would, the they, same... would they tell it to whoever the base coach was? So when he went to collect like their shin guard or yeah, whatever? Yeah, that could, he'd that be could like, definitely right, be it. Here's the sequence. Yeah, that could definitely be it. Um, that would probably make some sense. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a mess. And I mean, like you said, it's not, it's not the banging on a trash can thing. Because um, that was, I mean, that was, they were just watching video as it was happening. And it was. It's a little different, but still, um, I mean, it's using, it's using technology to steal science, which is pretty clearly, I mean, that's the line in the sand. It's a, it's a very, it's, this is like a slippery slope. Like, do we just not allow players to look at science or anything? Like, it's pretty clear you can't use technology and they were using technology. Yeah. So then the follow-up question to that is, does this taint the Red Sox World Series championship from a year ago in your mind? Or do you think any less of it? So, um, I think we should note that in the report, um, it made it pretty clear that this was a regular season thing. Um, once the playoffs started, uh, they started putting, um, MLB employees to like monitor the video room, which kind of indicates that they knew something was going on. And, um, and also teams were just super paranoid by this point that they were changing their signs so frequently that it was really, really hard to keep up with this kind of system um but so i mean it doesn't i think it's hard to say it really taints the playoff run but i mean as far as the regular season um i mean i've said so many times over like the last year and a half that this is the best team that baseball has seen in the last 20 years and i just I mean, this isn't like an NCAA situation. We're not stripping titles or anything, but I just, I can't, I can't really unconscious like hold them in the same sort of stratosphere that I had before. So, I mean, it's hard to say, it's hard to put a number on like how much I would taint it. Like I'm not going to put it on like a scale of one to 10 or anything, but it just, I held them in such, I held this team in such high esteem, like historically, it was just so incredible and it was still incredible and they were still a really good team and they were still like, like I said, they're not stripping championships or anything, but it definitely sort of taints the, taints the mystique a little bit to me. Okay. That I understand. So before we started recording this, so to me, the world, I'm not 
I don't think any less of the World Series at all. And you make a good point about the regular season and the 108 wins. So, but before we started recording, we kind of like previewed our opinions on that and thought we were going to disagree a lot more. Uh, but I actually don't think that we do. So I, I do agree with you that the like that 108 win record in the regular season uh, kind of look on that like a well, what could they really have gotten? I still think that they would have been in the playoffs. Like they're the same, essentially the same team had just won 93 games the two years before that, so they were still going to probably get in the playoffs through adding JD Martinez and adding like that good a player there. Would they have won 108 games without Stein stealing? Probably not, but they still probably would have won the division and been really good. I don't know. And it's I think it's fair. Like I don't. I wouldn't say for sure that they wouldn't. <clears> but the Yankees won 100 games that year too. Um, and that's a. And I mean, if you say that the sign stealing, and again, I can't say this at all with any sort of certainty, but if you say the sign stealing swung even two games in that season series between the Red Sox and Yankees, and then you take off another couple games against other opponents of the sign stealing, all of a sudden it's pretty much a toss up in the division. So, um, I mean, with that being such a top, that year just being so top heavy in general, it kind of, I, I agree they make the playoffs. They're definitely at least a wild card team. I don't know that it's for sure that they win the division. Yeah, I still, uh, seven games, I guess. Yeah, it's hard to kind of judge. It's what really hard it would have, but seven games is a lot of games. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. Um, but I but still yeah, feel, I, mean, I feel good about the end results. I don't feel bad that they won the World Series. I mean, I'm this. not gonna like nobody can take away. This is kind of how I've <clears> always <throat> felt about like the NCAA stripping championships. It just makes no sense because like I I watched it happen with my eyes. Like nobody's gonna take away what I felt like during the Benintendi catch and when Steve Pierce had that game in the World Series and all of that stuff, like it actually happened and the feeling at the time, which is definitely the best part of your team winning a championship is sort of in that moment. That'll never change. But like I said, it's just, it's more the mystique that I, I had always kind of held that team with. Now, I don't know. I mean, they've, I guess they still were the best Red Sox team I've ever seen, but it's just... I think I can more comfortably make a case for 2007 than I would have been able to yesterday. So if it comes out that the Yankees were also stealing signs that year, and I don't know, maybe one or two other teams, then does that make you feel any better? I don't think so. Maybe if you ask, like, if it actually happened, maybe my opinion would be different at that point. But right now, I just, I just feel like that everyone did it excuse just kind of i don't know just it i mentioned this on twitter today like the whole that and like how can you expect teams not to cheat when it's so easy stuff like that just kind of reminds me of the service time manipulation arguments and how everybody says oh well it's so easy for teams to do how can they not do it and like at a certain point you're responsible for your actions you you make you're making the choice whether it's easy or not you're still making the choice to cheat it's like i don't know why you like we're all adults here. If you like everybody, everybody does like stupid shit. I've done enough bad stuff in my life that I'm not going to hold a moral high ground over anybody, but it's just you're as an adult, part of being an adult is when you get caught doing something like that, you, you own up to it. It's your mistake. You don't get to blame it on how easy it is or that everyone else is doing it. So at the end of the day, they cheated. And that's just something that that team's always going to be attached to. And it's, there's nothing we can do about that. 
And even though it's a new GM and new coach, I think it makes it much more, much worse and or maybe even more stupid, it being a repeat offense. I yeah, just yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't a new... I mean, Dombrowski was there in 2017, so I mean, he was there. He said today, Alex Pierce said today that Dombrowski said he had no knowledge, but, I mean, obviously he's going to say that. <laughs> well, no, wasn't the... Uh, oh, maybe he was there for... The Apple Watch thing. Yeah. That was 2014, yeah, 15? Was... Oh, I thought that was 2016 or 17. Maybe it was earlier than I thought. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, that was seven. That was 2017. That was right around that time. I don't know if that was what they were referring to. <laughs> the, uh... So they told Major League Baseball we'd never do it again and then literally did it the next season. <laughs> yeah, like the, that was the last. Great that was, work. They were, like, they were like two weeks left in the season. <laughs> that Apple Watch thing so it's like they they were good for like two weeks and then they went right back to it. <laughs> like oh we thought you meant this season yeah. well Alex Gore will be like I didn't I, I was a part of that I never agreed to shit <laughs> great right. yeah it's just a, I mean it's just a bummer like I said this whole off season has just been such a such a bummer I hate it so much and then it's just this is just like the cherry on top the only thing that's going to make it better is, uh, and I say this sarcastically, just so we're all crystal clear, when Mookie Best gets traded tomorrow. And I said today, I said today, to marinate on. <laughs> I said today, today would have been the day to do it. Everybody's <laughs> focused right. on the trade. It's like, just throw it out there now and get it all over with. Rip the band-aid off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're going to do it, that's the way to do it. Just bury it. Yeah, somebody else said they're going to have to trade him now, but cover the money for the fines that are coming up it's just <laughs> we're all we're all broken at this one now we're gonna raise concession and ticket prices another 10 percent. absolutely great well i think we have uh we've petered out here and are now quickly tumbling into the sadness of the off season which is definitely a topic for another day i will say i wish they had um like the astros Banging on a trash can had like the Doug funny connection. Um, the Red Sox need some sort <laughs> of system to throw it back to some 90s Nickelodeon shows. It's really the only area where the Astros are beating them right now. Yeah. Great point. We'll get on that for the 2020 season. I was trying to think of a way we could work Brock Holt into some kind of like. Rocket power scenario. I wonder, do you think we're ever going to know who these sources were? Oh, yeah, that was the last question I had to... Um, maybe? Do you have any guesses? Yeah, but I don't want to say them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's really fair to speculate on stuff like that. Um, I don't want to throw anybody's name out there, but I do have some guesses. I also have some guesses, but uh, I have no connection to the team at all so i'm not afraid to say it um i think joe kelly might be one of them really that was not one of my guesses yeah i could have said joe kelly he blocks me on every form of social media there is he would never know about it (laughs) what did you do to get blocked by joe kelly uh nothing (laughs) absolutely nothing i wrote i've never I don't tweet at athletes, um, so I, I must have wrote, written something negatively about him uh, 
and he blocked me. And the same thing happened with uh, Will Meadowbrooks, also has blocked me on Twitter. Oh, nice. Yes. The only thing that's happened to me is I got a DM from Anthony Banda uh, laughing about something I, I said on Twitter about him. <laughs> that was fun. Sweet. All right. Um, well, if we do find out, we will be sure to do a pod emergency pod on that because I I would actually be pretty fascinated to find out who it was. I don't think we're ever gonna find out. I'll say that. Neither do I. I feel like it, it, we would have found kind of similar to like the Mike Fires thing. Like he yeah. would have gone. On, they would they would have gone on the record. Yeah. In the piece. Yeah, I mean it's not impossible. This story is not over, so. Um, maybe we'll get some names at some point. Maybe not the names that spoke now, but somebody will say something at some point. But I don't think we're ever going to know like the names of the specific report. But uh, yeah, I mean, we definitely haven't heard the last of the story. It's it's going to get worse before it gets any better. Yep, sure is. And as soon as we know what the punishment ends up being, we'll definitely relay that. I'm going to guess the punishment. When did the Astro story break? Uh, like it was during November? the World Series. It was during the World Series, right? So October. Yeah. So that's about months. four months later. It'll be. Yeah. So that would put punishments here for May. I don't think it's gonna take that long, but I bet it would be like right before opening day is when we find out punishments here. It's gonna be a long few months. Hmm. Yeah, that's just gonna be hanging over all the spring training. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be so great! I can't wait. Yeah. Well. We look forward to that. Thanks for uh, joining us for this emergency pod, Matt, and thank you for listening to it, listeners. Uh, And we'll catch you next time. Thanks.